This is wrong. This is wrong. This is from Matilda. And we're and we're recording episode four of movie podcast Evangelion and really excited to be talking about this particular movie today um leon the professional leon the professional leon yeah uh, i am dr movies and this is rachel oh that's my time to say my name my name yep. is rachel mm-hmm. that's a fact I, guess I could have said your name no it was better that way yeah maybe next time i will maybe next time i won't keep me on my toes so leon the professional I actually, you know, when you came over to record this today, you said that you wanted to start with a, an anecdote, um, from, from your day today. I absolutely want to start with an anecdote. So I just have to make sure, be sure I just have to make sure I don't hit this cause of, just adjust how I'm going to hold the mic here so that doesn't happen. So, I, so what's happening here is Dr. Movies forgot to bring the mic stand for mm-hmm. one of the mics and cut, it's very, yeah, it's. It's kind of, it's a little bit uh, cumbersome. It's, it's not great, but it's going to be fine. So, okay. So let me tell you, I'd like to begin with my drive here, where I was listening to NPR, and they were discussing the death of the late singer Meatloaf on NPR. Uh-huh. And, and to do this, they had brought in uh, a PhD musicologist and another professor of another prestigious California institution uh, with a degree in uh, popular music studies. And they were discussing Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell mm-hmm. and analyzing it in like a very, I mean, the lofty way as those titles would imply. Sure. And it's on NPR, so. And they kept using the same adjectives over and over. I, but I've never heard anything quite like this on NPR. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean, I don't listen to NPR, so I don't even know why I'm making that comment, but no, no, I'm no. hateful. Um, don't worry about that. But... <laughs> um, but so the way they were talking about this movie was just... You mean this ad, the album? Excuse me, this album. This we're talking one, about In particular, the, the opening song on Bad Out of Hell was just like in this supremely like intellectualizing way, mm. right? Um, and it was a huge bummer. Like this this one woman was just like, ah, do you hear... Like they weren't talking about it in terms of like what the chords are doing, what uh-huh. the notes are doing, any of that. They were just like, ah, oh, this is like... We see here his masculine desire to escape, uh-huh. usually like a white male desire <laughs> to be freed from the confines of like his suburbanity, and mm-hmm. and he wants to be the like the boy on the motorcycle, the mythical. And I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. and, and it was just it was a bummer. And they were like, this is a misogynistic impulse. Like they they were going like way too far. With yeah. It, right? And I thought like, I don't want to be those guys. People like that are a bummer. I don't want to be a person like that. That being said, there is a movie this week that we're, the movie that we're talking about this week begs for an analysis. It's a lot of psychology. It, it, beg, it begs for a deconstruction. And I think part of what I didn't like about that NPR piece was it was deconstruction not in the service of like why do we think this is works and is cool and uh-huh. instead it was deconstruction in the service of just like just like sort of soulless analysis sure. like I think like like 
sometimes someone once told me like oh deconstruction is also dissection and it's like mm. it's a way of killing the spirit of something uh, i see but i do want to kill the spirit of this film yeah i think that this film spirit should be killed i think that it should have been killed a long time ago but since that has not happened we're here to slay the dragon well and it has decidedly not happened this movie it came has out decidedly in 1994 not, yeah. and it is a one of a, a perennial atop the list of yes. many a film publications and film snobs top 10 mm-hmm. do we believe that this movie deserves its place in 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 the upper echelons in the upper of film. Um, no. Um, I'm saying no. I'm saying no very definitively based on... It's a good movie. So we should go ahead and Here's say that. Here's the thing. Yeah, let's let's get this right out in the open. We're not saying that Leon the Professional is a bad movie. No, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's well made. It has an, uh, it an has absolutely a, unhinged Gary has, Oldman performance. And it has a definite point of view. There are, there are bad parts of this movie. Sure. But there are also just like good filmmaking yes yeah it's just it's a very solid film when you're looking at like very the, any film. of the technical elements but but it's a pedophile movie yeah so it's really scary to say that word but it is indeed a pedophile movie and, it, and i guess one of the reasons i opened with the story i did was i guess i have an anxiety about seeming like someone who's like, I'm here to cancel things. Because like, listen, I don't think this movie should be taken off of Netflix, right? Oh no, if anything, it needs to stay up because it, I need people to see this. Yes, <laughs> like I don't, I don't believe that this movie should be censored in any way. I no. don't believe that it's like so offensive that we need to like pull it from the airwaves at mm-hmm. all. But what I am saying is it is subtextually and textually a homage to pedophilia yeah this is a pro pedo this is a pro pedo they, they would probably think of it as an, a phoebophile film sure uh, yeah okay you know. but the only people who say that are pedophiles this is like the beauty of an innocent pedophilic love film Ugh, i mean uh even just I mean, we just watched this a few minutes we ago. just watched this a few minutes ago and i think we mentioned to each other this movie really is everything people think Lolita is. Yes. In terms of a movie that glorifies uh, pedophilic love. That's, that, yeah, it, it's glorifying the desires and it's... It, I, it's and celebrating it's cel- those desires. <laughs> celebrating those desires. And it's the, just... The male objectifying gaze is strong like I don't mean to sound like a fucking women's studies professor it's but, icky you know it's, it's maybe icky. a sexist voice or whatever but like I'm just saying no the male gaze is here what <laughs> maybe some people have been too quick to postulate about the male gaze but it's in this fucking movie yeah absolutely absolutely this, it is. this would be like a text you open the textbook page one examples of movies that employ the male gaze well in, I mean like, interesting that you way. say like you know open textbook page one because in contrast this movie kind of gives you like a bait and switch uh in that you go an entire very cool Mm. very like well-rendered opening sequence without any pedo stuff and then it's just like a pedo uh i don't know avalanche till the end of the movie absolutely so that opening sequence we start and it's like it's contained right everything in this sequence is contained but everything 
is doing more with less. Especially like the ending, the end action sequence of the film, I think they do, he also does a really good job he with. He does. So he's good at directing But this one, it's, it's, it's pretty restrained. Like, yeah, there's like lots of bullets flying everywhere, right, but we don't the, have like crazy choreography. And really the, the climax of the scene, like the, the, mo the, the most tense moment is just, you know, uh, Leon standing there holding a knife to this guy's throat. This guy who is terrified. This guy who's terrified. And something else we like about the movie is every scene of action, everyone in it, protagonists, antagonists, are terrified. Yeah, everyone's like, sweating. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, like, my God. It's like, someone else go do this. I can't do it. The, the movie really does a good job of like making the violence matter mm -hmm. to all the characters. Yeah, you don't really have, aside from... Gary Oldman, who's on amphetamines and cannot, <laughs> you know, and whatever. And then we have like Leon, who's even he's scared a little, even though. he's scared a little bit, but he's yeah. But everyone is scared of the violence. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to avoid the violence. There's right. no, there's no real badass, you know, going through it. There's no Rambo right. plowing through here, just lighting them up, like no fear, whatever, you know, uh, Jean Renault's his, um, his character is probably the closest that we get to that, but he's very cautious. And Leon is very, he's not like a cool badass guy. Like he's kind of doing what he has to do, but he's not approaching it in a kind of haughty way. He's very cautious. No, he is, he's cautious and he's intelligent, but he's kind of a savant of killing. He's a kind right? of savant of killing. He's childish in every yeah. other sense. He's he illiterate. He drinks milk. He's coded as like having sort of a childish, simple mind. It's very, um, I, you know, I, so I did some, I did some reading before you know, last night, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I was reading that, um, you know, I'm going to say his name one million types of different ways. Jean Reno, Jean Reno, I don't Jean know. Jean Reno, Jean Reno, don't know. Jean, <laughs> Jean Reno, Reno, Nevada. Jean um, Reno, uh, the original script was a little bit different than what we are seeing like, represented in the movie now. That, that's not, uh, that does not surprise me because yeah. there is much that the camera is doing. And let me tell you, like we talked about, it's, you can you can see it right from the opening sequence. The camera work is pretty masterful. Like it's great. he knows when to punch in, he knows what to show, he mm -hmm. knows how to build suspense. There's not a lot of wasted stuff. He picks good reaction shots. I mean, just everything is well set up. He's not a bad director. He also picks a lot of shots that he clearly really, really liked setting up of Natalie Portman. Uh, well, now it's a good, it's actually a perfect segue uh, into, so we've gone through to that action sequence. Mm -hmm. Gene Reno has busted into some gangster's house and killed most of them and then put a knife to one guy's throat on behalf of his uh, handler, Sal. We've got this simple assassin, mm -hmm. and then we have to be introduced to Natalie Portman. And let's mm -hmm. talk about what the camera does to introduce her. Let's talk about everything, our first impression of Natalie Portman that this movie gives us. The first thing we see of her is her legs, which are clad in comic book print tights. And the mm -hmm. camera slowly drags itself up the length of her body as she's sitting on the stairwell. She has her feet you know, hanging over the edge, and she's smoking a cigarette, and she's wearing... As with all of her outfits, 
weirdly revealing clothing. Yeah, a crop top and a choker. And a and choker. A, and a cute with her, little bob with her little bob. Who, again, when we asked, who's cutting her hair? Who's yeah, keeping who's this girl's bob in line? I don't know. Uh, she has a very strong opinions about what kind of haircut she wants. Jean Renault walks by her and he's like, oh, I'm not really paying much attention to things in life. And she's like, hey, mister, you... <laughs> I yeah I would I'm really looking forward to hearing all of your Matilda impressions throughout this conversation. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, she's like, hey, Mister, you uh, live here, and he's like, yeah, I live here. I don't talk to people, and she's like, well, oh, and then she has abuse marks on her face. She oh yeah, she's like, what happened? She's like, That's right. I fell off my bike. She's like, I fell off my bike, and he's like, oh, be careful. But he knows. <laughs> yeah. He knows that she's he been knows. abused, and he knows who's doing it. It's her father. Yeah. Uh, well, her, because in, in uh, maybe 30 seconds later... The, yeah, her you know, father just hits her in the face <laughs> and his hand kind of brushes against her face, but the sound effect is... Pack. It's the loudest slap. <laughs> We're going to actually... I'm going to try to get that, that little sound clip in here just so you can hear how loud this is. Uh, and yeah. he barely brushes her face. Yeah. But um, um, we get it. We get, we get it, Luc Besson. That we Luc get Besson it. That, uh, this is a nubile young thing who's Ugh. being abused. She's being abused. And She's she needs neglected. a man to save her. She, yeah, she, she needs a man to save her with violence specifically. Yeah, because only violence can stop violence. And Gary Oldman has been given license to kill in this film. Like, he has been given license to choose scenery. With a big old gun. I think we've said there's not a moment in the scene where he's not doing something. He's always, he's doing, a, he's making a choice he every time. He's making a bold ornamental choice he's coughing he's doing some lip movement he's having an eye twitch he's saying a line like hey i don't know <laughs> and then like being a little british and then accent all over the place new york and yeah that's right and he's a cop and yeah he was like a dea agent or something yeah, he's, he's a, a dea agent he's, he's cop, cop and adjacent all the cops in this movie are corrupt and abusive as much as this movie is a gross pedophile movie it's also a cab so it's also a cab which i think indicates to me that it's a libertarian film <laughs> it's a libertarian. it says a cab and also i should be able and also the age, and also of, consent loving, yeah, the age of consent should be lower i should be able to love a 15 year old girl if i or myself a 13 -year -old am, a, girl. am a child-minded person yeah. perhaps yeah Gary Oldman comes. He murders everyone in her family. But most importantly, he murders her brother. Most importantly, he murders her brother. She he doesn't give a dad, shit about her, her slutty, sister and her slutty sister. Mom. Yeah, she hates them. She doesn't give a. But fuck. She loves her innocent brother who never did anything to hurt anyone. They murder all those people. But they're still in the apartment, and Natalie Portman, who has gone to the uh, bodega, is coming. Oh, yeah, they're home. in New York City, yeah, so it's a, definitely York, there's a bodega. <laughs> bodega, and. She comes back and she sees, oh my God, my family's been murdered. The killers are still here. And so she walks across the hall. To where she knows. Jean Reno, uh, is, uh, apartment is. Yeah. The, the Leon the Professional's apartment is. And we believe more her fear at this situation, the reality of the situation, more than we've believed anyone else's in the movie. And the other people have done a pretty good job. They've done a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Natalie is swinging for the goddamn fences. Yeah. And you know what? Props, and props. she's and, and and you see a young actress acting, like punching way above her weight. She's acting on par with her adult co-stars. Well, she's exceeding. She's exceeding. Yeah, in in some cases, exceeding um, them. And I think it goes a long way to explain why one of the reasons why this movie is so popular mm. because it like as we've said before, it's it's a technically well-made film and the performances are quite good. Mm -hmm. Except for maybe Gary Oldman. We don't At the know. very least, interesting. Yeah, at the very least, interesting. 
And also, I think that the psychology of the film, if I can be like broad, is compelling to people. Mm. And they maybe don't know why it is. <laughs> maybe they do. <laughs> their but, brain does. But their brain knows something stirs within them when they see this movie. Uh, more people than we all might be comfortable with. Yeah, this is this is the real red flag movie. This is the real red flag. So everyone's like, eh, if he has Fight Club on his DVD rack with American Psycho, I'm doing this voice again with American Psycho. Like he's a fucking he's he missed the point toxic, by idolizing them. Starter pack. He's problematic. Like whatever. But this movie actually though. This movie actually. <laughs> I'm not actually, saying like if, if a guy likes this movie, that doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Or a pedophile. But if this is a guy's favorite movie, I don't even think it means he's a pedophile, but I do think it means that he has some some instincts some, towards some instincts women, towards women and that are not, sexuality that are, are not exactly That we don't exactly like healthy. very much. And maybe it's like, you know, if this is some guy and you know The risky business. That's a red flag. Take ladies. a look at, you know, the, his other media interests. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of build a bigger picture. Just, but this but, is the But it's a, a big flag. data point. It's you a know? it's a it's a big it's a big data point for sure. No, if, it's if it's um, their favorite. If it's their if it's, favorite. If they just like it, whatever, but if it's their favorite. I'm not trying to can we don't try we, we are not canceling anyone on Well I'm, I'm Psych, canceling we are. Luke We're canceling yeah. Luke Besson. Yeah, he is canceled. He, he's, he's canceled for this one. Like, yeah. the movie should... Well, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> he's canceled. He's, he, here's the thing. I wouldn't even necessarily cancel him just for this one, but I'm canceling him for his body of work. Oh, and oh, also his real life exactly. of being oh, well, a pedophile. Yeah, of course it is. So, I mean, here's the thing. Even if you want to sit there and say, oh, like, no, like this, I, I don't see what you're seeing in this movie. This doesn't make any, like, th that's you. Like, you're reading into this. You're the real yeah, pervert it's like, here. No. It's like, well, the guy who made this is an actual pedophile. Right. So I don't really think that he's going to not have pedophile stuff in this. Right. And I think, like, sort of for better or for worse, a lot of the scenes that show that where like the camera is expressing pedophilic longing, like <laughs> pedophilic <laughs> longing. Ugh. Like I know it's gross, but like those are like well constructed to I think like a <laughs> they're being truthful to they're, what he sees. To what he sees as like, a pedophile. So what honestly, he wants to see. So it's like it, it is, is a like, rendering this is maybe of a like psychology. a training video that I think that people should watch. To like be on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean actually yes, yes. This is a training like, video. Absolutely. Like, watch out for this. I mean, like, because the way that he frames Natalie Portman in this and the kind of situations that he puts her basically in. Basically every frame, she's like, she has like bedroom eyes, submissive. Ugh, it's really, like, it's so gross. Yeah, it, you know, or like po leaning she's seductively leaning, she's or posing. something. I'm sorry, it's not just me reading into it. It's like, it's, it's there. It's text. the text of the film. It's like, the text if, of the film. If you, if you replaced 12-year-old Natalie Portman with even 16-year-old Natalie Portman or 18-year-old Natalie Portman, it would be very clear what the yes. message was. Yes. And I and it's not it's not changed at all. Like she at one point in the movie like is like, "Oh, that's not my dad. That's my lover." Right, she lies to a, she, a concierge about the fact that there are multiple moments between uh, we can get into the main it. characters where it's it's like this is a scene if if this character, if Natalie Portman's character were a different age, this would be a scene between lovers. Absolutely. You see it right away in this next portion of the film where she's taken in by Gene Reno and immediately is making sort of like, I have a crush on you comments mm -hmm. yeah. to him, which 
then escalate into sexually suggestive comments like very explicitly sexually suggestive um and the and the intonation the intonation is like very and so much of it is is also just in in the framing of how the camera is looking longingly at her and it's hard to i mean it's one of those things where like you like you got to see it for yourself right <laughs> you gotta you, see, you it. Do have to see it i yourself. mean and that's actually coming from you saw this before i did i guess like a few months ago i did yes and you were like rachel you have to see this yeah. movie yeah i was like it's a pedophile movie and you're like i feel like you were like it can't possibly I was like, it can't be possibly that be that bad and, and like, then you know, i watched is, it for the first time and was just flabbergasted and honestly like I probably was like, yelling out loud because I could not believe what I was seeing and what had been permitted to be in this film. Right. And, you know, that's an interesting thing is most of the people I know who are really enthusiastic about this movie, uh, maybe they haven't seen it in a while, but they certainly have positive, like, childhood associations mm. with it. Um, well, men uh, and women, I so know, I, who, who love this movie. I, I read something that said that the original American release cut a bunch of stuff like it it cut like the her lying down the bed and like the virginity talk and like and it cut the the dress-up scene which i would love to talk about a little bit more um so maybe you know it's possible that people who haven't seen it in a while uh but still have like these positive recollections of it maybe they you know they they saw whatever edited version that was which like that's true i think those two scenes uh, i mean there's a couple of them, but those two scenes in particular are like very difficult to refute what is going on there. And right. so it's like, I suppose if you took those out, the rest you could delude yourself or like if you're but, young and, enough, you're not and, picking up yeah. on it. I don't know. Here's something else is that as their relationship grows and they're together, uh, it, you know, training together, he's taken her in kind of in a paternalistic way. Mm-hmm. She's, he's going to train her to be uh uh, assassin a because she because she yeah cleaner because she begs him to mm-hmm. and even fires his gun out the window wildly out the window she like fires six her. shots I don't, I don't understand and then he's yeah, like and he's like all right um, okay that sure. means you can be an assassin <laughs> and but the, the important thing to note i think and this maybe accounts for people's tolerance of this movie is that she is the aggressor sexually i mean in, in every case he is always like oh i don't i don't mm. want to be sexual i don't even maybe understand that you're being sexual yeah um, he's he's a complete innocent. He's a complete he innocent. He never for even a second. But this is like such a classic, after like pedophile, like sh- like passing the buck kind of argument. Certainly, and I think there is a bit of a mask slip, slip a mask slip, a mask slip. There's a bit of a mask slip. I think possibly in the scene where he comes into the bedroom and almost shoots her on the yeah. first night that they're together because he's like, oh, my urges. My they're, urges. You know, and like, maybe it's just like, oh, I don't, I, I need to be alone. But, or maybe it's just like, I'm horny for this girl who's horny for me. And then and I have like, to shoot her. And he overacts the next day. He's like, get out. Like, I don't care what, what you do or like where you go. Just like, get get on out of here. And it's like, okay. She's like, you're responsible for you're me. You re- saved me. You saved me. Uh, it's just, it's, there, uh, during this rewatch, I found some scenes between them difficult to keep my eyes on the screen because I was like I feel so uncomfortable with the fact that this is happening and I'm so sorry Natalie right they, they play games together and the first one is like he has a pig on his hand that's yeah. an oven mitt and he like immediately is like a puppet with mm-hmm. her and she smiles at it and sort of is just like oh he's so silly like he's it's so, so nice silly. that he yeah. would do that for me like he doesn't even know how much I like him 
Ugh. And she's constantly like making sexually suggestive comments around him. And he's just like, no, I uh, pretends not to understand. And she gets more and more frustrated and she starts to sort of punish him for that. And you know, another one of the games they play, I think we need to get to now Ugh. is the dress up scene, the, the, which the is, is scene. the most insufferable scene in the film. It's um, so she's like, let's play a game. It's going to help with your memory because she's teaching him how to read. And oh, right, she's yeah, trying yeah. to, I don't know, improve his, his, I don't know. She's, she's offering some sort of service to him. Wink, wink. Um, well, d- domesticity. She's domesticity. like, I'll clean, I'll, I'll clean, cook, I'll cook, I'll do whatever you want, right. like, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, let's play this game. And like, okay. And it's meant to be like, you have to guess the celebrity. So it's kind of like a charades. or I don't know, Yeah, it's, it's like dress up charades. Dress up charades, I guess. And so she goes and she changes and she comes out and she's wearing uh, a bra and... And makeup. And makeup and these like high-waisted panties over like these tights. And she has a, a she put a little mole on her face because guess what? She's Madonna and she's singing like a virgin. Wow. She's, she's singing like a virgin. And it's she's not just, subtle. It's, it's not subtle. She's saying like a virgin, touch for the very first temptress. time. She is a temptress. And, and when that doesn't work, she switches immediately to singing uh, Happy Birthday, Mr. President, as, as Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. And Why does a child know these cultural references? Uh, I don't know. We, uh, we'll we we'll never know. know. Um, and then she and then she does. And then she switches to Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin is like going older and older. And then she gets to... Um, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Which we had to, seen yeah. him watching before and, and, and he's officially like, oh, yeah, I, I know what that is. But... The, the the scene just starts off with like her essentially what amounts to almost like a burlesque show. <laughs> yes, exactly. She does a she does a suggestive burlesque show. This is a perverts film. Fa- we have uh, is this a coming out film? Because that's the thing is that it's so overt. Is that it's so overt? It's just like it's not trying to hide. He's proud of this. Like he's pr- he thinks that this is a beautiful love. Yeah, this is a heartwarming beautiful love story that's totally okay and not bad at all it's totally and okay you and should it's understand that um and that's sort of just like what makes it like a good earnest film but it also makes it a deeply I, sus i know film. It's, it, it's it's really tough because it's you know on the one hand it's a very good film on the other hand this is a pedophile propaganda movie and yeah i you know hesitant to say oh this is a good film you should go watch it but it, it, it is good. Uh, don't mean to imply, by the way, that is this a coming out film because gay people are pedophiles. That is oh, not, no. not what I'm trying no, to say. No, in fact... What I'm trying to say is, is he coming out as a pedophile? In fact, I'd like to say the opposite. It's, is he coming out as a pedophile? And I believe, and I'm going to go off on my own tangent here. Uh, I believe that Gary Oldman's villain is queer-coded. Uh, I believe he is too, and he, and they're saying that it, that is bad. That that is bad. <laughs> that being a, a heterosexual pedophile is is good and honorable, and you're doing a service to the world, right. and you're helping Don't out. Don't lump us in with those gay with those pedophiles. Gay guys, like then they're like, oh, gross. Like those are the real villains. Those are the real villains. So- sociopaths. We, we talk about how Gary Oldman's character is like a guy someone makes up to get mad at because I, like he does. He's not grounded in any like real human impulse he's just like oh i want to kill i listen to, to beethoven but not too long because it's, it's boring and then and i do amphetamines and shoot people ah. and, and somehow I have it's just like who is DEA. i've never you know i'm working at the da and like i've never met that guy that or guy even heard exist. of him like that doesn't that's you making up a villain to get mad at but just Luke so you can have someone like, worse than guy, a pedophile it's that guy it's, it's, that not guy. it's not me it's that guy it's that guy I, I swear i'm i'm helping it's the gays that are wrong yeah so i mean this movie i i do think that that the, the beauty of it really is what you're talking about that it is just so 
uh, unashamedly like what it is, what it is. And I mean, I don't, I struggle because it's not a good thing in this instance because what it is is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if it were any, if it were <laughs> almost any other movie or any other director, I would be like, oh my god, hell yes, it it is what it is. Like it totally like leaning into the sleaze, leaning leaning into like whatever horrible impulse there is. Like lo- I love seeing that come out in a movie. Absolutely. But I'm drawing a line. I don't like yeah. to see this. I think it's and again, the line is not this should be removed from Netflix. No. The line is that I'm going to talk shit about your movie. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit like, about your movie online. You're a fucking f- freak, dude. <laughs> you're, 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 you're a fucking freak, dude. Your sexuality is a bummer right it's, now. It's a big bummer. Uh, it is, you know, it, it is hashtag problematic. Yeah. And, and like, look, I'm sure we all want to live in a world where like, you know, America has not done a good job of rehabilitating pedophiles. I don't think any, any society has really figured out how to square that circle. No. You know. No. <sighs> but... This is... This ain't it. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> this ain't so it, So let's Chief. just finish it out. Um, so she goes, Natalie Portman goes, Matilda goes to kill Gary Oldman herself. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, frustrated she sexually. She's a cool fit. This is like, cool a, this is a good, it. like, the classic like, Halloween costume fit. Right. I would probably wear it if it weren't a pedophile. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you see it a lot. There's you a lot of a lot, people like, wearing uh, Leon and Matilda like, cosplay for Halloween. And I think is, next time I see that, I'm just going to, I can't, I'm not going to be able to stop myself. Yeah, I would love to talk to that couple. I would love to like, talk to hey, what's So up what do you guys? think this movie is about? <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> what's your take here? But good for them. Um, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. So... She's she she can't get Leon to do the real thing with her as she says, and do it for real. She's, so she's gonna kill Gary Oldman herself. She fails immediately. Sorry, but she's just too young and naive. Gary Oldman. We discover is he's very good at laying traps. That's yeah. It. Also, yeah, Gary Oldman's really good at laying traps. You never see like whatever. He's like he's Joker really level at laying traps. <laughs> well, he's he's always he's always managing to come out from behind of something. Yeah, surprise. He comes out like, from behind of something like eight times like eight in this times. movie. It's it's really awesome. It's really good, funny. Good for you, man. He's uh, good at laying traps. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, he does it like so much <laughs> in the movie. So like much. everything he does is from behind. <gasps> Gay <laughs> um, Gay people have sex face to face. I'm not saying they don't. Um, I'm saying that Luke Besson thinks. So exactly. I'm saying Luke Besson is like all gay sex is behind anal sex. It is. It's all. It's all. It's, it's trickery. That's the only it way. Trickery. That it's done. Yeah. Uh, they have these apps. Um, and uh, he has a very. There's a very intimidating scene in the DEA office bathroom where yeah. where Gary Oldman has laid an aforementioned trap and he is hiding behind the door of the bathroom Matilda walks in she walks all the way to the end of of, of the bathroom and then he's like hello girl I'm <laughs> taking a drug and I'm gonna do you want to die and she's like oh, I came to kill you okay so just to be clear neither of these characters have that accent yeah. but yes that is a good representation of what's going on and there's a point where he's like uh, like M- Matilda like do you do you want to die and she's like He's like crushing it as an actress. Good because I hate taking a life from someone who doesn't want it. 
and it's like, uh, it's like again it's just making like, up a guy making up a guy yeah <laughs> making up a guy this guy doesn't exist he's not real <laughs> so she fails she gets taken up to the top and he's just like we have to wait for the professional and then the professional comes he fucking kills everyone he punches a man in the face immediately immediately they go back to the oh he kills our favorite character oh yeah he kills one of our favorite characters which is uh, uh, an archetypal character of the 90s that really doesn't exist anymore which is white rasta guy <laughs> stock white rasta guy uh, you don't really see those as he's much wearing as a drug rug for the entire movie yeah so they run back to their apartment and then gary oldman brings the goddamn hammer down he says to bring everyone everyone and everyone is like a, like a huge SWAT a team. A huge SWAT team. But also, a, a classic bumbling SWAT bumbling team. Bumbling SWAT team. They are all shitting themselves. All shitting themselves with fear because Leon the Professional is going to kick their asses. And he does he kick do. their asses. He kills like 18 of them. Um, they do. Um, so the way they try to, try to get him is they capture Matilda. Mm-hmm. She's coming back from... A trip to the store. And yeah, she comes back from trips Gerald to the store. Gerald like pops around the corner of something to look <laughs> yeah. at her going into the building. So um, just put a note there yeah. that's happening again. And they, they capture her and they're like, tell, tell, what, what knock? Do you have keys? Like, do you have a special knock? And she gives them the danger knock because she's smart. Yeah. And that's how um, Leon the professional knows that it's time to, to be a professional. Right. And he kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. He just shreds them. But it's not enough. It's There's not too enough. many of them. There's too and many so of them. And so in an extremely well acted and intense scene, mm. he shoves her down some like hole in the wall and yeah, is like, he, get out of here. And she's like, I love you. And, and he's, he's like, like, I love I you love too. You. you have given me a taste for life. <laughs> and great, great lie, she's great just lie. sobbing and he's sweating and crying. And it's just like, it's, I was just like, fuck. It's, it's very well done. <laughs> and they're but doing however, a really good job. It's a scene between lovers. If, if, it is if again the same between lovers. Different characters, they would be kissing at the end. Right. But that's not this. But they don't. Thank God. Because Leon is innocent. He's, he's, yeah, he is Even if the innocent. director isn't. And she goes down the little chute, and then With Leon the goes, ah! Oh, in, in the weirdest shot of the yeah, movie. Yeah, in the weirdest shot of the movie. It's like inside of his mouth a little mm-hmm. bit, and you see like the, the, his teeth and his eyes are just going crazy. Yeah. And it's like, great, cool. <laughs> and then they shoot a grenade at him, and he he blows up, but he's not dead, and he sneaks down by pulling on one of the guard's gas masks. Yeah. And in a really cool sequence, and he almost gets out the door. Yeah. But Gary Oldman <laughs> steps out from behind another thing, <laughs> another thing for the final time and shoots him. And in, in a cool yeah. like, camera shot, we see his POV as he like, yeah, you don't, you don't hear the gunshot. You see, like, the, the, the frame lightens for a second. Yeah. And then, like, he starts to go to the side. It's it's really it's, well it's done. It's another cool. example of, of, like, again, the the problem we have with this movie is not the filmmaking. It's very well done for, on you know, like, what I assume is, I don't think, a very large budget. Yeah. It, it's, it's really well done stuff. And... The problem is not with the filmmaking. Right. The problem is with the content. <laughs> yeah, with the subtext. And Gary Oldman's like, ha ha, uh-huh, I won. I bested you. And then we see, oh, Leon has pulled a pin from a grenade. And he said, this is and he says, from my, my, my dip. And he says it so slow. And the sequence takes so long. And it's just like, what grenade what takes that grenade long to explode? That but whatever. And, and Gary Oldman, who has been like, out of control over the top every single line of the film is just like oh shit and, <laughs> and then dies it's just like you should have been like yeah! I know if, if they did like a big, if he like did like a, a big yell yeah. and then he's like exploded or in just the middle like, of it or even like curse you or like just like something uh, yeah. wild anything yeah, should, would be a, more appropriate it's, it's, it's your death scene buddy you can go for yeah, it but you know 
whatever. So they're exploded. They're like 100% dead. Mm-hmm. Matilda goes back to uh, her girls' school that she, <laughs> in the beginning is like she that had, day. That, that <laughs> yeah, very, that very like, same earlier day. Earlier this morning, the best man in the world died, my lover and bodyguard. Uh, and now I know that I should be in school. And then she plants the symbolic plant that. At what, but both is represents it, Matilda and Leon at the same time. Yeah. And the plant is for sure going to die because it's just like in the, a random patch of field at yeah. this girl's school. Represents I don't know. Her, her setting down roots and not being a, a precocious waif. Um, so that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the movie. Well, actually, that's not the end of the movie. The end of the movie is a fucking bitchin' sting song. That diamonds mean money for this art, but that's not the shape of my heart. Honestly, after the first time I watched this movie, I was just left baffled, feeling like I can't believe that he got away with it and that people love this movie and that I, I see, we see so much bullshit online of outrage over not over things that do not. I don't think earn the the internet meltdown. Right. But I haven't seen this, and this to me is way like this is like a sitting duck. Yeah, I wonder why there hasn't been a round of discourse about this one. Maybe it's just like not quite as popular as those other movies that sometimes get that treatment. When I say I want this movie canceled, I only mean I want it canceled in this to, to the extent that I think anything can be canceled, which is like not really at all. Which just means <laughs> like, I get to talk shit I, about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Online. I just like I want more people to talk shit on this movie. Um it's canceled and and I also want to be able to get on my high horse if someone's like I love Leon the Professional and then I can say okay pervert There's and again m- we kind of like this movie we're giving it three stars I'm giving it three <laughs> you know what I mean it's, like- it's a good movie it's a good movie is the thing but it's also pedophile propaganda so I think we've covered everything about this movie that is horrible and also good cool well, well thank you for listening to us talk about this a pedophile movie that you should watch. Yeah, watch this movie. We're not saying don't watch this movie. Watch it. Watch it so you can see what we see. But yeah, just like watch it and be like, oh, that's a, that is what it is. Oh, that's gross and bad. That's what you get to, yeah, so thank you. Not that often you see something that weird. Like it's weird that this movie got made. You should watch it for that reason alone. It's weird that this movie got made. Yeah, it's it's very strange and it doesn't reflect well on really any part of the the process so except for natalie portman except for natalie portman. performance she did great yeah. we, we love you natalie we love you and you should be allowed to kill every man who sexualized you at age 12 that's Absolutely. allowed um so what's uh what's what's next for us uh we kind of want to do a retrospective comedies of the 90s episode yeah and well okay so we want both of those words you could Neither of them is truly accurate. I Both want the to do a rest- <laughs> yeah. uh, Rachel dislikes the comedies of the 90s. I do. And I would like to play devil's advocate yeah. for some of the classics. And also he wants to hear me get mad. Yeah. Which, if we really want to hear me get mad, we could talk about What If, the Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> romantic comedy that really just... Yeah, check that one out if you uh, want to see 
a movie that Rachel was for some reason more mad about than this one. I'm way more mad about that movie than this one. And it's just like a very by the numbers romantic comedy. So, it's not. Like, don't listen to him. Yeah, it's not. So, it anyways, is, it's, it's a pro cheating movie. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> this has been Neon Podcast Evangelion. Neon Podcast Evangelion movies. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, it fucking rules. Movie Podcast Evangelion. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Oh, everyone. Ha <laughs> <laughs>